the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Horse face. That is the word for today. That's uh, Donald Trump's new name for Stormy Daniels. I forget what her real name is, but who cares? Anyway, here's what he said in a tweet today. Uh, This is from the President of the United States. Federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels' lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees. Great. Now I can go after Horseface and her third-rate lawyer in the great state of Texas. She will confirm the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me. A total con. That's the tweet. Now, this is going to have uh, Republicans everywhere being asked to comment on this. And what are they going to say? You know, well, she does kind of look like a horse. I don't think they'll say that. But uh, the President Trump is obviously feeling, uh, you know, pretty confident these days. The Dow is up about 400 the last I heard. That should make him feel even better. Uh, Leslie Stahl mentioned um, uh, yesterday or the day before that uh, she noticed a big difference in him. Um, so in the interview that she did with him for 60 Minutes compared to talking to him uh, right after he was elected, said he's much more confident and he seems much more like a president. And as I said here yesterday, I think he gets it. Uh, he's been he's a pretty smart guy. He's not um, he's he's well aware of uh, how to run an enterprise, which is all the uh, which is the way he's running the country right now. So it's not a big deal to him to be in charge of lots of things and lots of people. And he's now I think he's settled in. So, uh, you know, that's what people are going to have to deal with. He's feeling pretty confident. Um, He's much more confident, actually. But what everybody needs to accept is that, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump knows exactly what he's doing. Calling a woman horse face for public consumption, that's about as unpolitician as it gets. Remember, he's not a politician. And this is also the guy who called the uh, the evil dictator of North Car- uh, North Korea, Rocket Man. And the people who hate him are going to continue to hate him. And the people who love him uh, and love what he's done, they don't care including uh, maybe especially preventing the misses from becoming president. That's what they love him the most for. Uh, that's what uh, so they're, they're not get, nothing that he tweets is really gonna is really gonna bother them. And he, he figured out uh, that uh, the media a long time ago he knows that CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC and NBC, they're all going to spend most of their time tonight talking about horseface. That's what they're going to you can turn it on at, at whatever seven o'clock, eight o'clock and that's what they'll be talking about horseface. And he knows that they'll be preaching to the choir because nobody who's planning to vote for a Republican on November 6th or vote for him uh, and or not vote for him in 2020. No, well, actually, nobody who, who is going to vote for Trump in 2020 is watching any of those uh, networks anyway. If they do, they don't take them seriously. And as a guest on this show, D.C. McAllister pointed out several weeks ago, Trump using Twitter is really no different from her uh, from FDR using fireside chats. It's all about going over the media's heads. And I'd love to see some video of President Trump sitting in the White House residence uh, there with a with a remote in his hand, just watching all the cable channels, uh, just to see what he how he reacts and how much fun he has watching how they're reacting to the one little tweet that he sent out. It must be fun for him. Uh, anyway, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to Lou Barletta. He's running against Bob Casey for the U.S. Senate. And he ripped into Casey yesterday for an ad that he ran. We'll talk to him about that and the race in general when we come back. Stick around. Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic or even Johns Hopkins. 
Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explained the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Election Day is three weeks from today, and you probably haven't heard too much about the Senate race, or at least as much as you maybe have heard about them in the past. The race between Bob Casey and Lou Barletta. Casey's had a big lead in the polls from the beginning, and he seems to spend a lot of time in hibernation. That might be why President Trump calls him Sleepy Bob. But things got heated up yesterday, and Congressman Barletta is here to talk about it. Congressman, thanks for being here. Uh, thank, good to talk to you. Listen, you, you had a problem, a major problem with an ad that Bob Casey started running. I don't know if it just started running yesterday or the day before. I want to play it and then get your reaction, if you don't mind. Go ahead and play it, Aaron. Sure. Our twin daughters were four when they got sick. There are no words to describe the terror we felt when doctors said they both had cancer. Our whole world changed. Thank God we had health insurance. But if Lou Barletta has his way... Kids like mine could be denied the care they need. In Congress, Barletta voted to let insurance companies strip coverage for pre-existing conditions. Why would I ever vote for Lou Barletta? I'm Bob Casey, and I approve this message. And you are Lou Barletta, and you did not approve that message, did you? No, not only uh, did I not approve it, you know, I've never been so so angry, so disappointed, um, um shocked uh, to, to even hear something like that john you know 
what what hurt me the most is you know as most people now know uh, I have a 18 month old uh, grandson who is a twin uh, who was just diagnosed with uh, with a serious cancer. I confided in Bob Casey a month ago, um, and it was 9-11 at Shanksville. Uh, he was with his wife. Uh, at, we had just found out uh, that Jordan had cancer, and we got him in the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia, and obviously I was very upset at the time. Uh, I had talked to him about personally about the, the miracle birth of these twins. There, there's a story behind their birth and how happy we were and, and then to find out that Jordan has cancer, we we were we were devastated and I talked about how hard it was for me at the time to, you know, campaign, you know, when we have such a serious family issue going on and for me to see and my family and my daughter to see that commercial that mirrored our situation with twins having cancer and the mother to say if Lou Barletta had his way children like hers would be denied health care well we have a child like hers and to insinuate that I would let Jordan die um, I, I just think that's probably as low as I've ever seen a politician go to hurt a family that's already hurting. Uh, he also knew that my brother had died a few days ago. And um, obviously we were also mourning that when he released this horrible ad. Um, you know, I just, uh, I just think politics has gone to, uh, to a level that, uh, that people deserve better. Uh, at some point, you were going to be speaking to him. What will you say to him? Well, I, you know, I, I I don't even know yet, John. I don't know. It probably whatever comes to my mind at that moment. You know, I, I've gone through so many, so many um, different emotions from from anger to uh, to disappointment to, you know, if a job means that much to you, that that you don't even care who you hurt to keep it. Um, that's a problem. And, and you know what bothered me most, I think, out of this whole thing was his response when I had asked that that ad be taken down because of how hurtful it was to my family. And his, his answer was arrogant. His answer was, well, votes have consequences, and you will be held accountable in November. That's, what that's he's, cruel. That's his response? That, that was his response. The response was, no, they won't pull it down, and votes have consequences, and in November you will be held accountable. That's cruel. Wow. I no. mean, that's just cruel. Uh, I, I want to... Go ahead. That's evil. I mean, we're, people need to be better to each other than that. This is a family situation. Believe me, my family is more important than anything, more important than a stupid job. I mean, if he thinks his job is that important and he doesn't care, you know, how does he think my my daughter feels, which we don't know if Jordan is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, thank God the, the, the twins in, in that commercial, they are okay. They're seniors, and I'm thankful for that. But but we don't know Jordan's going to be okay. And, you know, to, to have someone for political reasons run a commercial as if, I would let something happen to Jordan. Uh, uh, it's just we've got, we've gone somewhere in, in American politics that people deserve better. Well, if we can get beyond that part of it for a second here, uh, he also made a claim. I mean, the fact that your personal situation made it hit you that much harder. Uh, well, that's understood. But he also said that you are going to prevent uh, insurance companies from... Uh, you're not going to make insurance companies insure people with pre-existing conditions. Where did he get that from, and how did he respond what, to that? What makes me even have less respect for him, because that's not true. That's an outright, that's an outright lie. The, the bill that, that we propose to replace the Affordable Care Act is specific, that you cannot, cannot, under law, deny people with pre-existing conditions. You cannot throw people off their health care plan because they have a pre-existing condition and you cannot raise their their premiums it, it's it's very specific and again we're getting to the po point in 
in political in the political field where we're going to scare people who are sick. They're going to scare people who are seniors. Like we're going to throw people off their Medicare and Social Security. This is crazy. This is crazy what people are doing to get elected again and to hold on to power. I just, I'm, you know, it's just. What can I say? Well, this, uh, you know, that's not. That's not what I, I, I. I've been clear that I wouldn't support anything with pre-existing that would not take care of people with pre-existing conditions. Period. Period. Now, if he wants to, with all his money that he's raised over the twelve years he's been sitting in 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 the Senate, run negative ads that are untrue and to scare to prey on on people who are sick and elderly, shame on him. But obviously. That didn't bother him because he, he went right after my family, who's who's right now dealing with a child getting chemotherapy, an 18-month-old child. Well, we're talking to Lou Barletta, the Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate, uh, running against Bob Casey. Election's uh, a little bit two and a half weeks away. Um, and this is nothing new for, for Democrats to accuse Republicans of wanting to starve children and, and take peop, uh, old, older people off of Medicare. That it still seems to work for them in some places, uh, Congressman. I mean, it, or they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, if you're a senior citizen and you have some politician saying that you know we're gonna we're gonna throw your take away your Medicare or Social Security, even though you don't want to believe it, they're 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 playing on fear. My 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 mother-in-law is 87 years old. John, you know what she would do to me? <laughs> if I did anything to her Social Security or Medicare, right? I mean, there's no Republican or Democrat that wants to do that, and 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 people should listen to that very clearly. There is no Republican or Democrat wants to hurt any senior citizens, Social Security or Medicare. Why scare people to get elected? People they love Washington, and that's what happened to Bob Casey. He lost his way. He left Pennsylvania, went to Washington, and forgot about Pennsylvania. I don't love Washington that much that I'm willing to scare senior citizens and prey on people who are sick and attack a family who's who has a grandson that's that's we're trying to deal with cancer. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I don't you know it's not worth it to me. And maybe that's a problem. Maybe we need you know those term limits and and, and you know we wouldn't be dealing with this because his twelve years would be up. I'm all for that. Um, you you came into the race as an underdog. And it's always tough to knock off an incumbent. You just mentioned that's why uh, sometimes a term limit seemed like a pretty good idea. Do you have the feeling that you've closed the gap? Do you get as oh, you're getting closer? You know why I know I did. He wouldn't be running such an ad like this if he was up by by double digits. Mm-hmm. I mean, would would you, would you run such a cruel ad unless you were now worried that you might lose? I mean, why would you do that unless you know the polls? He knows what we know. That once people got to know me and, 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 and understand what I stand for and, and really examine his record, he stands for sanctuary cities, open borders. Uh, you know, he's against against the tax cuts. He wants to raise people's taxes. He, he doesn't fit Pennsylvania. He, he Those values are California values. They're not Pennsylvania values. And, and so why would you want a senator that doesn't represent who we are? He's, you know, he was pro-life. Now he's not. Uh, you know, he doesn't protect the Second Amendment, and he doesn't fit here. He fits California. So once people understood who I am and what I what I stand for, I, I want secure borders. I, I want to protect. I, I I think we should respect our law enforcement, and I want people to kneel when they pray and stand for the flag, not not not, not reversed. Uh, there's a big difference between Bob Casey and myself. Um, and how much faith should people have in polls after what we saw in 2016? Well, it was this time. It was this time in 2016 where they said Donald Trump has no chance of winning Pennsylvania. Hillary Clinton has it locked up, mm-hmm. and they were so wrong. They were so wrong. And you know, a, a lot of it is because you know the Dem- I was a Democrat growing up in northeastern Pennsylvania. Everybody was a Democrat, and this Democrat Party is not the same. It's not even a, a, a shadow of what the Democrat Party was then. This Democrat Party's way out there in left field. John Kennedy wouldn't be a Democrat today if, if he were alive. And so many of these people won't change, change their registration because they're afraid their grandparents will roll over in their graves if they switch to Republican. But they don't believe what these Democrats are saying now. And so they go in and they vote the way they want to, but they're not telling pollsters. 
you know, what they're going to do. And that's why the polls are so wrong in Pennsylvania. I think the same thing's going to happen here. You know, I don't, I don't believe people, why would you vote for sanctuary cities and open borders and somebody who's going to raise your taxes? The Demo- might will take a hammer and hit yourself in the head. Right. The, the Democrats seem to have the Philly suburbs and the Republicans seem to have the Pittsburgh suburbs. Is that true? And if, if so, why is that? I don't so, I, so, I, so here's the other thing. I, I think they've taken the African-American vote for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, take their vote and do nothing for them. Take their vote and do nothing for them. You know, wages in Philadelphia have rise higher than any other city in, in America. Four million people have come off of food stamps. Black unemployment's at an all-time low. So why would those folks then turn around, and many of them are pro-life folks, why would they turn around and vote for a guy that, 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 you know, where you had less of an opportunity, more people are on food stamps. You know, you know, it doesn't fit their values. You know, things are getting better, and 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 this president and Republicans have done more for African Americans than than Bob Casey has done in twelve years. So why would they turn around and and vote for somebody who did nothing for them but take their vote, and then you didn't you didn't see him again for. Uh, you know, for six more years. I mean, at least Punxsutawney Phil comes out once a year. Uh, you know, you know, you should have somebody who cares, and I do care, and I will be there and make sure that we we help people who need help. We're talking to Congressman Lou Barletta. He's running against Bob Casey. Uh, election in two, less than about two and a half weeks uh, for U.S. Senate. Um, uh, Lou, have you noticed a different reaction out there on the stump since the Kavanaugh circus ended? Yeah, I mean, what I, what I noticed most were that Democrats especially, I mean, this not only fired up Republican base, but this has fired up Democrats who, who thought it was disgusting the way he was treated, his family was treated, and, and, and how Dr. Ford was treated. She wanted to stay anonymous. She didn't want that circus. And they violated her request, and just to make political points where, you know, where they want to change the way we are in America. In America, you're innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. And, and um, you know, I think the way they acted, it changed the minds of a lot of people who, who you know, no longer feel, you know, the Democrats should be in power. I mean, would you want those folks leading the country and being in power? I, I don't think so. Hey, Lou, I saw, uh, finishing up here, I saw you in a, a video um, on YouTube. You were walking, it uh, looked to me like a golden retriever. Do you have one of those? He's right by my feet on the bus right now. I'm out in Western PA. I do. I have an English uh, golden retriever. So, so Riley he's, campaigns with me. Yep. Uh, he's English cream. He's a white one? He's a white one, yep. I got two, yep. of, the, I got two of those. And I'll tell you one thing. No, I, he doesn't care uh, about this election. He will not. No, he thinks <laughs> He thinks his campaign is about him. Everywhere we go, he thinks all these people came out to see him. Yeah, well, you got the right kind of dog there. That, that they're not they're not known for being uh, uh, unfriendly. That's the exact no. opposite. Well, uh, listen, no, he would I, never bite Bob Casey. What's what's his uh, what's his name? His name is Riley. Riley. Okay, I got two of those, and they're the greatest. Well, I, I uh, good luck uh, on uh, November sixth, and uh, obviously, good luck with your uh, your grandson. Really appreciate you being here. Say some prayers. Thank you. Okay, that's uh, Congressman uh, Barletta, and uh, I, my two dogs are uh, Archie and Betsy. So, and I, I saw all this preparation I'm doing for this interview, and the thing that stuck out in my mind, he's walking a dog that looks like mine. Anyway, uh, we, uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, college. Well, it's, I don't know if it qualifies as college stupidity, but it's, it's something that should get you thinking about where you're going to send your kids to college. And if I, I don't know, I, my kids are out of college. I, I don't, I don't know what I do. I, I don't know how I would find one that, that I could send my kids to. I, I know there are some out there that I would, but um, you're going to have to really do a lot of studying to find that out. We're, when we come back, we'll talk to a guy who did some research and came up with some pretty disturbing things about what's going on at colleges around the country. We'll do that when we come back right here on AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Turkey state-run news agency says the Saudi consul to Istanbul has left for Saudi Arabia hours after Turkey said his official residence would be searched in connection with a Saudi rider's disappearance. 
John Alterman, senior VP with CSIS, says the relationship with Saudi Arabia could shift due to the possible death of... Jamal Khashoggi, Turkish forensic team, searched the Saudi consulate earlier today, two weeks after Khashoggi vanished. Turkish officials fear Saudi agents killed him in the consulate and disposed of his body. Big Senate race in Texas between Republican Senator Ted Cruz and Democrat challenger Beto O'Rourke. They'll debate tonight in San Antonio. The polls are in favor of Cruz, though most polls show still only a single-digit lead over his Democrat opponent. On Wall Street, the Dow ending up 548 to 25,798. For more details, Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically rid your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% 100% chemical-free, Plug-in Pest-Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. November 6th is going to be the most important midterm election in American history. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, political analyst Gary Bauer, my colleague Hugh Hewitt, and the full resources of SRN News and Town Hall News as we watch the returns come in locally and nationwide. Will the Republicans retain control of the U.S. Senate? Can the Democrats wrestle back into power in the House? And who will win the key races for governor from coast to coast? Find out as I host Midterm Election Night 2018. Brought to you by my pillow. Tuesday, November 6th from 7 to 11, here on AM 1250, The Answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. What's the biggest concerns when you're planning for retirement? It's making sure that your nest egg will last as long as you do. Unfortunately, there's no one right way to do that because everyone's situation is different. And that's why it's so important to work with a team that takes the time to get to know you. A team that understands your goals for retirement. Only then can you decide what kind of retirement strategy is going to work best for you. Kevin Bach at Integrity Retirement Solutions can help you assemble your retirement puzzle. Kevin will help you take the guesswork out of retirement by creating a customized strategy that can help you generate a steady stream of income for the duration of your retirement. For a complimentary consultation, call 724-837-3553. Call 724-837-3553. Or visit IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach, PA Insurance License Number 352896. A lawsuit seeking to recover a portion of the public subsidies given to OneJet Airlines to operate at Pittsburgh International Airport raises this larger question. What is the proper role of an airport authority? As the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy reminds, it has no role other than to provide a place to land and take off, a place for passengers to park and other infrastructure. Learn more about the county airport authority's missteps at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking is challenged every day. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We've got a jam up now on northbound 79 from 65 up to approaching 910, and that is because of a crash. There was an earlier accident on outbound 28. It's cleared out, but you are still really heavy from Parkway North up to approaching Butler Street. And we're looking at a delay outbound Parkway North, Camp Horn Road up to 79. Parkway West, that's heavy inbound from Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And the Parkway East, that's slow outbound Green Tree Road to Carnegie. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250. The answer. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. 
Clear to partly cloudy tonight, chilly with a low of 38 degrees, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chilly wind, the high 52. Partly cloudy, brisk and cold tomorrow night with areas of frost likely low 33. Or Thursday, some frost possible early, otherwise we'll be staying chilly despite plenty of sunshine, high 48 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I like to spend a lot of time looking into and I guess in a lot of cases making fun of uh, what's going on on college campuses around the country. Sam Abrams is a professor at Sarah Lawrence College. And he did a study that shows that if you're a conservative and you have kids getting close to college age, you should spend a lot of time before deciding where to send them. He joins us now. Sam, thanks for being here. My pleasure. So a few weeks ago, I had a guy on here who did a study on the ratio of uh, Democrats to Republicans on uh, college campus on college campuses, and uh, the numbers were astounding. Although I guess not really surprising, but. You took it a step further uh, and had a piece on that in the New York Times. What did you find out? Sure. So uh, I've been writing about uh, faculty ideology, actually, uh, for quite a few years. And one of the things that I found was that the ratio of liberal to conservative faculty is, on average, about six to one. It's pretty hard to find a conservative professor. If you go to a place like New England, that number jumps to about 25 to one. Uh, Being so concerned about this, uh, I realized we have to dig a little deeper. And I realized pretty quickly that it's not just faculty on college and university campuses that are the problem, uh, such as people like yours truly a professor, but the administrators. The number of administrators in the United States have been growing astronomically. They are everywhere. They deal with dormitories, residential life, student spaces, student unions, orientation. They are involved in every facet of our undergraduate life. And I realized none of us knew what was really going on with us. So I had a chance to survey uh, them over the summer of 2018. Uh, as far as I know, the first of its kind and quite a large survey, over 900 of them around the country. And what I realized is they are even more liberal than college and university faculty. On average, uh, about 12 liberals for every one conservative. Wow. And uh, how did you do your survey? How did you? How were you able to discern that they were liberal or conservative? Did you just ask them? Uh, yeah, believe it or not. Uh, so first, you have to collect a sample. Uh, and that involved uh, looking at thousands of colleges and universities around the country, making sure that there was the right balance, making sure that I asked enough people all over the country, not just folks in New England uh, or Pennsylvania, but people down south, people out west, and, and so on. And then asking them, not just are you liberal or conservative, but asking them about their ideologies, what, uh, what is of interest to them, what matters to them, where they see themselves on a, a variety of scales. And very, very quickly, they, um, they strongly identify as liberal. Uh, of course, we also, or I also, ask them just to place themselves on a liberal conservative scale. And what's so interesting about this is that if you ask the general population in this country, where do you place yourself? And this has been a phenomenon that we've seen uh, pretty consistently over the past few decades. Americans like to say, we're, we're kind of in the middle, or we lean a little bit to the left, or we lean a little bit to the right. That's the average American. If you look at, strong, you know, if you look at politicians and parties, they put themselves on the extreme. Uh, what's so interesting is with this group, there was no interest and even saying they were in the middle. They were unabashedly liberal or even strongly liberal, and that was something very important to them uh, to project, which is, again, very different from the average American, certainly the average Pennsylvanian. Now, you've you mentioned that New England, uh, as we'll get more back to this, the administrators in a minute, but uh, you mentioned that New England, uh, the ratio of liberal professors, teachers, is 25 to 1 over conservatives. Now Absolutely. that can't. That, there's no way that happens by accident. So, uh, I mean, there, there there has to be a concerted effort to have that kind of imbalance. And doesn't that just kind of go against everything that education is supposed to be? That you would yes. you would provide just one viewpoint? It's 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 mind boggling. <laughs> it is mind boggling. So first, uh, it's sort of a snowball effect. Once a uh, school decides they need an administrator, they tend to hire people who are like minded. You don't want to hire, if you're a conservative or a liberal, someone who doesn't see the world the way you do. You don't want to go to work on a day-to-day basis and find that you have this antagonism in your office. So it's a lot easier to engage in groupthink. There's a principle uh, in social science called homophily. Birds of a feather flock together. We sort of cluster that way uh, around like-minded people. 
So a lot of these places would say, oh, well, you know, this is what I care about. I care about social justice. I'm going to find someone who cares about social justice. Next thing you know, over the course of a decade or so, you see these huge imbalances. Uh, that's part one. And then part two, uh, in addition to the imbalance, uh, this is a disaster for higher education. The whole point of higher education, in addition to just basic skills in science, math, engineering, and tech, is to understand the world. Uh, and there's where the humanities matter. And quite frankly, not knowing uh, a multitude of viewpoints is a failure of higher ed. And when our students leave, they go out and they're shocked when they realize not everyone sees it that way. They don't know how to argue. They don't know how to think. And this is very bad for civic life and the nation generally. And we're talking to Sam Abrams. He's a professor at uh, Sarah Lawrence College. Uh, it's uh, politics, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, what you just described there, this is the kind of stuff that really it, it, it annoys me because, um, I mean, it's fine that they want to have people work, walking around the office drinking coffee with them who agree with them, but they're supposed to be running an institution of higher learning, and uh, they're supposed to have some kind of a mission to, to provide the best possible education. And so shouldn't it be more about what they're giving the students than it should be about you know who they eat lunch with? Uh, I certainly agree with that. Uh, the thing to remember, though, is that if you take a look at a lot of what college and university uh, you know, mission statements now look like, they've been changing over the last 20 years, actually. I've been studying uh, some of it. And what you uh, discover is a lot of these schools have grown their mission. I think about when my parents were in college. Uh, they were actually at Temple University on the other side of the state. Very, uh, they're very proud of being Temple Owls. And, you know, they went to school. They had their classes. They learned what they needed to learn. And they went home. They didn't necessarily live there. They didn't engage in, in life there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Universities have all changed. If you go back to Temple, you'll see it's become a heavily residential campus. I think Pitt uh, is now very similar. Last time I visited about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And the universities have now taken on this worldview of we're not just here to educate in the classroom. We're here to educate and enlighten the entire uh person around the clock in every possible form. Again, not the classroom, but in residence halls, in dining halls, in student common spaces. And they believe that teaching things like social justice and uh, teaching things like everyone has a grievance, microaggressions are everywhere, that's dangerous. Uh, And again, it inhibits real learning, it inhibits real questioning, and it inhibits real dialogue. Students are concerned, students are confused. Uh, students want to ask questions, and if you ask something that's deemed unpolitically correct, you can be shot down, and you can be embarrassed. People are afraid to do that. I have students in my office every week who know that I've, who know that I've been taking a stronger position, and they say, I, I, I feel, you know, I feel shut up. I feel choked. I can't talk. I can't ask questions. I want to understand things. But, you know, the culture now on campus, both in a lot of classrooms, but primarily outside of the classroom, where faculty are not, teaching, uh, you know, has been dominated by this incredibly progressive group of people. So why do I want to send my kid there? Uh, It's a great question. Uh, I'm not so sure you do. Some schools are worse. (laughs) uh, Some schools are are, are better. Uh, You know, uh, know, I'll I'll say something about Sarah Lawrence, uh, where, where I teach, and that is that, you know, I watch so many of the students come in, you know, open-eyed, uh, wearing colorful clothing. By the time they leave, uh, four years later, they're dressed in all black and have this very pessimistic attitude. Schools can be transformative. It's very dangerous. It's very problematic. Uh, our, my hope with this is to wake up parents, to wake up prospective students, to wake up the general community, and to, quite frankly, wake up boards of trustees and realize we are doing our future generations a disservice. We need to do better. And there are some schools, like the University of Chicago, that are better at this. Uh, and, you know, I, I would encourage my own kids to think about a place like that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you you uh, write that the, uh, the, the kids, the ratio of, of, of conservative, liberal to conservative among the kids who come in as freshmen is really, it's only two to one. Um, yes. But that changes tremendously by the time they leave. Yes, exactly. And, and that's the thing, you know, and that's why it's such powerful evidence. These freshmen or first years, you know, I, I stop myself because when I say freshmen uh, at a place like Sarah Lawrence, that's actually viewed as a microaggression because I gendered the statement. So oh, yeah, I know. First, first year, year students. Yeah, yeah. So first year students, uh, you know, do come in on average nationally fairly balanced. But again, when everybody around you is saying one thing, 
in, in some cases, you're convinced. In other cases, you sort of are open-minded or, or, or malleable, so you slide over. Or in many cases, you just say, I give up, and, you know, I'll just go with the flow. Uh, and again, that is the antithesis of what higher education is supposed to be. You know, these are sacred spaces, not safe spaces, but sacred spaces mm-hmm. where ideas are supposed to be discussed freely. Safe spaces, which is what our administrators promote and encourage and create everywhere, fracture our colleges, you know, and universities. They promote uh, an anti-diversity sort of dialogue. Everyone is special. Everyone is unique. Uh, everyone has been harmed in every possible shape, size, color, history, origin, creed, and so on. And that inhibits what we're here to do, which is mingle, understand the other, question the other, and try to make sense of the world. Well, how do you, as a uh, professor who is so much against the grain, how do you navigate every day? And and do you take a lot of heat from people? Oh, yes, very much so. Quite a bit today uh, already since the article came out. Yeah, Uh, I was expecting it, so I was ready. The target is on my back. Uh, The big issue for me, and I'm very public about it, is that I have tenure. Uh, and I have academic freedom as part of that tenure, which means that I can write and point out these things without losing the job, mm-hmm. and in theory, without retribution. Now, that retribution may show up. I'm not sure how quite yet, uh, but it still may show up. Uh, the reality with that is that I also kept my mouth shut, and I, I you know, went along with the flow until I had tenure. Uh, I wish I didn't have to do that, but I also said to myself, if I, if I want to succeed in this business, I have to you know, play the game. Uh, and have to say the right things and do the right things, uh, all the while taking notes, observing all of these problems, and shortly after uh, earning tenure, start writing about them, because it's so important. And, and again, not just to me, my own experience, but to our future, because you know, these are the next generation of voters, uh, scientists, engineers, leaders, everything. And uh, you know, not knowing how to have civil discourse and just running to a safe space, uh, not good for this country. We're talking to Sam Abrams. He's a professor of uh, politics at Sarah Lawrence College. He's written a piece in the New York Times about uh, the liberal, uh, the preponderance of liberals running colleges uh, among the administration. And you write that the that you know basically the and you mentioned here, I guess that uh, the administrators actually they they get to the point where they believe that what happens outside the classroom and how they influence people is more important maybe than what they teach them in the classroom. Yes, uh, very much so. Uh, you know, they, they see themselves as their role is to do the, provide the real education. And, you know, if you ask them, you know, what's important, teaching social justice or teaching math, science, and engineering, what is a high priority? Uh, this isn't in the article, but one of the things that came out was over three quarters of uh, administrative people believe in the social justice being a high priority to teach our students, uh, whereas barely 15% uh, believe that was the case for uh, teaching things like history uh, and other sort of uh, essential skills to contextualize things. So, yes, I mean, their, their role is not to necessarily get involved with the professors, and if an administrator tried to involve him or herself uh, with my teaching, that would be a real problem. I wouldn't allow it. But there is, you know, but I only see my students a few hours a week in, in class. Uh, the students return to their dorms, return to the dining halls, return to the campus centers. There's a lot more time there. and Those spaces are, are up for grabs, and the administration uh, has grabbed them. I got about a minute left, Sam. What would you suggest that conservative parents, uh, what should they do? Parents who have kids getting close to college age, what should they do? They should be very, very careful. Uh, go ahead and take college tours. Look around and see what's being posted. Uh, go to the dining halls. Go to the residence halls. See what sort of flyers are, go- are, are up. Amazingly, colleges still use flyers, uh, believe it or not. Also, go to a number of resources. Uh, FIRE, which is uh, Free Speech and, and, and Higher Ed, or the Heterodox Academy, a group that I'm very uh, involved with. There are guides that have been posted about free speech and which schools are better at that than others. So I would encourage that, quite frankly, you look carefully at what schools are doing a better job at this, because it would be awful for your uh, first-year or second-year student to call you around Thanksgiving and go, I can't talk, I feel choked, I feel uh, silenced, and uh, I need to get out of here. So there are some guides that have emerged recently. People are talking about it. But most importantly, do what a lot of the uh, administration folks would prefer you not to. Ask as many questions as you can before you enroll. Make sure you're comfortable. And uh, see, you know, see how guides react. See how uh, people in the admissions office react. And if it feels a little off, it's probably the warning sign to stay away. 
Hey, Sam, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, the piece in the New York Times today, uh, very enlightening, for especially for anybody who has kids in high school and they're thinking about dropping about 50 grand a year to send their kids somewhere. They might want to look into some of this stuff. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks so much. Okay, that's Sam Abrams. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM 1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. People come in with health concerns and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical you really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons could be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that, and as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. And a lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills, 888-865-9595. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Now, by the way, our last guest, I asked him after the uh, going into the break there um, how much it costs to go to Sarah Lawrence College. I think he said $68,000 a year. What's that multiplied by four? About 270 you know. Uh, two, whatever it is, it's not, it's uh, close to two hundred eighty thousand um, dollars. That's uh, that's to send your kid to Sarah Lawrence when it basically all the all that does is get them in the door for a job. Maybe it doesn't make the, her 
or him more qualified. So $68,000, if you're spending that kind of money, uh, I don't know. You probably want to look into what they're going to get when they get there. It's a lot of money. They're going to be in major debt when they get out. But anyway, uh, we're finishing up here. Uh, We didn't get to talk at all about uh, uh, Betty Warren and her claim to be a Cherokee. The only problem with that is uh, she's not, and she's like this. She has no more Native American blood than the average American, and she was um, she was called the first woman of color on the, I believe it was Harvard uh, Law School faculty. Yeah, first uh, Native American professor and the first woman of color. Have you ever seen her? She looked like she had. She looks like she could, you know, use some. A couple days at the beach, if you ask me. I don't see a lot of color there. Uh, But anyway, the Cherokee Nation uh, Secretary of State, Chuck Hoskin, uh, came out with this. A DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Current DNA tests do not even distinguish whether a person's ancestors were indigenous uh, to North or South America. And basically said, you know, cut it out. You're, You're killing us here said uh, it makes a mockery out of DNA tests and its legitimate uses while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens whose ancestors are well-documented and whose heritage is proven. Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. I don't think it worked out real well for Betty on this. Uh, The whole uh, Native American thing... And might not have been a good idea. Might have set her back a tad. Might have ruined her chances for uh, running for president. That's a shame if it did, because I'd like to see her run. But, uh, by the way, how much time I got here? 40 seconds. I, I want to tell you quickly about the uh, the event at um, Montour Heights Country Club a week from yesterday, this, uh, this coming Monday. Uh, Hugh Hewitt, Michael Medved, Dennis Prager will be there with me. You can eat dinner there. You can eat dinner at a table with one of us. Ask questions. Do whatever you want. Tickets start at just $20. Doors open at 530. Get details on the dinner, the program, and VIP tickets now at TheAnswerPGH.com. And that's the radio station you're listening to right now, AM 1250, The Answer. And uh, I'm glad you are. So we are done for today. We'll be back tomorrow with more of this stuff. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>